This episode is a canonical crossover with the horror audio drama, Syntax, and takes place after the events of Episode 4. No prior knowledge of the show's events is required to enjoy this episode, but we recommend that you remain on the line after your call has been completed to learn more about the show. Thank you for calling the Supernatural Protection Company customer service line. May I have your name, pronouns, and policy number? Oh my god. <laughs> Someone actually picked up. What? For real? That's surprising and terrifying. Yeah, uh, my name is Cassius. Just Cassius. Pronouns are they, them, and... Do you even have a policy number? Wait, uh... Here. Uh, okay, it's a one nine three. Why did I fold this? Ampersand seventeen. Uh, one hundred and four. I do have the policy pulled up, but I'm sorry, the name you provided does not match the information on it. Is the policy holder there with you? Oh, that's right. Uh, it's your policy, Lizzie. Do you wanna... Uh, I... I think I'd rather not... Uh, you're better at this than I am. <clears throat> yes, the policyholder is here with me. I'm speaking for her. That's fine. If you could just confirm her full name? Oh yeah, it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth Bellinger. You need me to spell that for you? No, that's quite alright. And how may I help you, Cassius? Well, I think I have a few questions first. Like, okay, the policyholder was gifted this policy before taking a job with Vinculus. Do you know who they are? Yes, we are aware of Vincula. Cool, 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 cool. Uh-huh. What did they say? Uh, they said they know him. Do you have any, uh, details on them? We're employees at Vincula, and we're not really sure how this whole policy thing works. I'm sorry, but that is classified information, as we cannot share any details about other policyholders. Ah. It's classified. Another dead end. Wait, you said they insure things? That's what my aunt said. All right. Let me try something. <laughs> you want to talk to them? You can't lie your way out of a clear plastic bin, Silas. I don't need to lie. Be quick, guys. I don't know how long we have. Hello? Yes? This is Silas Caldwell. Pronouns he, him. Speaking for Elizabeth Bellinger. I'm afraid there may have been some confusion. I'm here to make a claim about a destroyed recording device. I see. And was this device covered under the policy in question? Uh, Lizzie, did your aunt happen to mention what all was covered? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, maybe. I may not have been paying very much attention. I just remember her saying it should help. We're not actually too sure about the coverage. If I may explain a little. We encountered something in the guy at... Silas. In... in the woods. 
Yes, in the woods. Uh, we can confirm independently the entity in question was completely invisible. Our recorder was dropped from a great height and was destroyed in the process. Is that something that's covered? Was it dropped by said entity? Or rather, was it a direct result of an action taken by it? Uh, direct result. One moment, please. Depending on the type of entity, Mix Bellinger does have coverage for damages to personal property. Can you provide more details as to the specifics of the situation? Certainly. Uh, we're Vincula's exploration team. The Bree... Silence. The... The Bree... The... The Brinkers. Yes, the Brinker team. We collect samples... Abroad for their biotech work. During one of our collection runs, we ran into a large group of these entities. There was no visual evidence, but there seemed to be quite a few of them, based on the noise they made. Lots of yelling and screaming sounded animalistic. Our biologist thinks... Yes, I am a trained biologist, and it's my scientific opinion that we had discovered some kind of creature, or cryptid, if you will, an invisible ape, actually. On company permission, we were able to locate the habitat of these creatures, and it was while exploring this habitat that our recorder suffered its incident. Are you going to mention the horse bat? This story is unbelievable enough without the horse bat, Alex. Are you saying there were two distinct types of cryptid involved in this incident? That is very unusual. Oh, uh, yes, actually. Sorry, I'm new to these types of incidents myself. But yes, a separate entity. A cryptid, I guess. Don't say it like it's a swear, old man. Another cryptid arrived and was the root cause of our issue. It came out of the sky screaming at us. We thought it may have been more of the invisible apes, but this, for lack of a better description, horse bat, came swooping out of the air. I take it this flying cryptid grabs the recording device and then dropped it? Well... Hmm, they haven't hung up yet. These guys might be the real deal after all. The flying cryptid grabbed our biologist first. Would you say it was... Like a mating ritual, or...? I would not care to give an opinion on that at this time. <laughs> right, right. We're not entirely sure why, but it latched onto our biologist, who lost their balance, and then proceeded to drop the recording device. Oh, this invisible ape habitat was maybe 20 or 30 meters up? on a tree branch. I think I'm going to need some more information on where this occurred. Cryptid-related incidents must be verified through different means than other types of claims, seeing as collecting proof of them is quite difficult. We would dearly love some information on that ourselves, to be honest. You don't know where you were when this happened? No, not exactly. This may complicate matters even more. We're... It's our opinion 
as scientists from multiple backgrounds. I'm a physicist. I'm a biologist. I'm a, I'm a something too. That the place we found these cryptids was not Earth, but we also don't know precisely where we actually were. Oh, so it was another universe or planet reached through a portal of some kind? That actually simplifies things quite a bit. It does. I mean, of course, that, that should streamline things, right? Yes, a portal of some kind. Why is that easier? I, I don't understand. Just one moment while I verify something. Wonderful. Did I let the cat out of the bag? I think it's okay to tell him, Silas. We're already going to be boiled alive if Bo finds out we made this call. Unfortunately, it does not seem that McSpellinger's policy is extended for coverage on alien worlds and or alternate universes. Drat. While her policy is fairly extensive when it comes to the work of what I can only hazard a guess is a cryptozoologist, it does not appear that non-Earth-based species were considered at the time this policy was last updated. Your aunt must have missed a clause, Lizzie. Why? You're not covered for non-Earth-based species. Really? That seems like an oversight on your aunt's part. I guess that never crossed her mind. Of course, I didn't really know what I'd be doing either. <sighs> well, you're right. I suppose this does simplify matters tremendously. We were hoping to get something for the recorder. Yes, I'm very sorry we can't help you with this particular incident. If McSpellinger would like, we can update the policy to include this coverage. I take it there will be more trips to this place in the future, and this way you will at least have some amount of additional protection. Unfortunately, yes. Many trips are likely to happen, whether we like it or not. Lizzie, they want to know if you want to add the coverage... Oh, um, they'd probably have to take it up with my aunt. She's covering for me right now. I don't want her to get it if it's too extravagant, but it does seem like it would be useful. Uh, what are we even talking about at this point? We were hoping for the scoop on Vincula, and now we can't even get a $20 mic covered? Right, right. I guess I'll just have to let my aunt know to update the policy. We need to hurry this up anyway. I don't know how much time we have after I triggered the alarm and secure specimen storage. Are we allowed to ask anything about Vincula? Let me try something else. It looks like we need to pursue additional coverage with the person who pays for the policy. That's completely fine. Just ask Mix Bellinger to give us a call when that's sorted. In the meantime, is there anything else I can help you with? Yes. Actually, do you happen to offer life insurance for said non-Earth entity incidents? As a matter of fact, we do. Would this be for a single person or group of people? Uh, let's just say one, since I'm pretty sure only one of us is very underqualified for some of the things he's been coerced into doing. Life insurance? Really? Any one of these trips could easily be my last, and you know it. And I'll not go unprepared. Would you like to sign up for one after I'm done? 
was roof access unlocked? Wait, what are you all doing up here? You know this area is off limits. We've been had. Oh, hi, Miss Bo. We're just um, scan it, Silas. Hang we're up. Just, uh, trying to catch uh, the stairs, you know. Another time, perhaps. Uh, really uh, we might call you back. Salutations. Well, okay then. To be honest, I'm not at all surprised by any of that, given Vincula is involved. Ugh, that company, I swear. And if that was the same Vo I think it was, that group needs all the help they can get. If you'd like to hear more about Vincula and the... Uh, Brinkers, listen to Syntax, a sci-fi horror podcast from Twin Strangers Productions, wherever you listen to podcasts. Fulfill your wishes at syntaxpodcast.com or follow us at Twin Strangers P on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Syntax is one of my personal favorite shows, and it was such a pleasure working with Rowan and Ty on this episode. If you have any interest in fiction about strange artifacts and languages, monsters and cryptids, or found family in a world of horror, you should definitely give it a listen. This episode featured Ty Vaughn as Silas, Beth Fung as Cassius, Morgie B as Elizabeth, Jules Christine as Alex, Kyla Crockett as Miss Voe, and as always, Safta Something. It was written by Ty Vaughn and Safta Something, and produced by Stella Rowan Odom and Safta Something. Links to all their projects and socials are in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. The Syntax cover art was created by Anthony Crockett, and the SPC cover art was created by Ash Letty. Oh, hi, Miss Vo. <laughs> good. Mm. Good. It was good. start. Good start. Good start. Um, okay, for the first... I really felt like I did not say the T and don't at all, so I'm going to redo that line again for you. I apologize. Be quick, guys. I don't know how long we have. I didn't do it there either. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So how's everybody's evening going? Good, 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 good. And how are the wife and kids? Great. Imagine being the agent. For whatever reason, this agent's like, why are there six people here? (sighs) Deep sigh of Silas. Can't spell, can't spell Silas without sigh. Right? Mission failed. Operation unsuccessful.